Uh, if you guys don't know me, my name is Ben Hutchins. Um, I uh, am able to serve the Blue Ridge Church uh, in the capacity of uh, the campus ministry, working with Karen. Uh, we lead the campus ministry in Charlottesville. Uh, and this is my family. I, I, I uh, am so, so deeply grateful uh, for every soul in this room. I love you guys. Uh, and I'm, I'm honored to be able to be up here and speak to you guys this morning. Uh, and so today, Drew said I can talk about whatever I want. Um, so I decided to talk about life. Because we all like talking about our own lives, right? Um, he also said that I can go as long as I want. So you guys are going to be here for another hour. Yeah! Right, Drew? Right, right? Yeah? No, just kidding. Uh, so if you have a Bible, you can turn over to 2 Timothy 3. Um, but... I know with, with life, right, we, we look at people and we, look, we can look at their lives and kind of tell what type of person they are, right? What they're passionate about, what they do with their lives, what they do with their time, what they talk about. And we can see what type of person they are. And so if you want to turn over 2 Timothy 3, we're going to talk about today what the life of a servant of God looks like. Um, but I'm going to start us off with a prayer. Uh, actually, before we pray, we have one more announcement. I know we had about 20. Um, Nicole McConnell is graduating from James Madison University Dukes um, this Saturday at 10.30, 10 a.m. And she will be having a graduation party at the Balshes at noon. Yeah. One? Well, I got told the wrong times. Anyways, at, at 1 p.m. So if you guys would love to go celebrate her, that's amazing. She's graduating early from college. Uh, with that, I will pray. Heavenly Father, God, uh, thank you so much uh, just for this community, God. I thank you so much for my family here, uh, Lord. Just the love and, and the grace that I get to see uh, that are part of your character, God, exemplified in, in the disciples here, in my family here. I, I love you, God. I'm so grateful for my family that you've given me here. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be with them this Sunday. Uh, and, and just to talk about you, God. I pray that you open the eyes of our hearts. Uh, open our ears to hear what you want us to hear, God. Help us to see what you want us to see. Lord, help us to know you better, God, and just rejoice and remember who you are this morning. I love you so much. It's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. 2 Timothy 3. You guys turn there before me. We're going to start in verse 10. It says, You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance. My persecutions, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra? The persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The title of my lesson uh, for you guys this morning is Flakes Fanned into Flames. Uh, you guys saw the beautiful snow outside and all the snowflakes. I love snow. It's very beautiful. Uh, I actually find it so peaceful. Yesterday I was able to just sit and 
uh, with some friends and family and look over at water that where it was snowing. You just see the, the beauty. I'm just like, wow, this is, this is God right here. Like this, God created this. Um, but then I also was thinking about all the snowflakes that are falling. I was like, catch them all in my mouth. Like, oh, you know. And as I looked up at them falling into my mouth and onto my tongue, um, I noticed that every single one of them was so different and they fell differently. Right? And you guys have heard this, that all snowflakes, if you put them under a microscope, they look really different, right? They're all unique. Um, and, and I think that's what that we are as a family here, is that we're all unique, right? Every single one of us is different and have our own idiosyncrasies uh, and things and, and strengths and, and um, just ways that, that we can give and serve and love people. Right. They're different from everyone else, right? We've been talking about communal transformation. Uh, guys, and each of you snowflakes... <laughs> has impacted me, let me get serious for a second, has impacted me in such a, such a deep and meaningful way uh, because you, you, you guys as my community, my family here, ha, have uh, raised me from infancy in the Holy Scriptures to, to be able to see who God is and to train me how to live a godly life. Uh, every single one of you guys. And, and I want to thank you guys. Uh, I wish I could spend this time just thank you guys each individually. Um, but I do want to let you guys know how, how much it means to me. Uh, and what's really cool, we read this passage um, in a little back, bit of background context. This is Paul writing to Timothy as he's leading a church, as, he's, as Paul has entrusted him to, to be a servant of the Lord and lead God's people. Timothy is only able to do this because of the example he's seen in Paul and the way that Paul has trained him. Uh, we see in Acts 16 when, when Paul actually comes in contact with Timothy and meets him and then decides to take him with him and train him. That Timothy has been raised up by his mom and his grandma. And, and they've instilled this beautiful faith in him and this devotion to the Lord that Paul sees and he nurtures and builds into this flame that then can go serve God all over the world. And I'm a much less extravagant version of Timothy here. Um, but you guys have, have been uh, both the Paul and the family that have raised me. Um, and so that's what I want to talk about today, is my life, how grateful I am for you guys. And so, 22 years ago, and plus two days, there was another snowstorm in Charlottesville. And this beautiful young lady and her husband um, were having, like, labor pains, like, Aah! you know, labor pains. And so they drove to the old Martha Jefferson Hospital that, that's now broken down. And they've destroyed it and built a new one that's really nice. That one was not as nice. Um, and this couple uh, goes in the hospital in the snowstorm, right? And, and they push, they push, push, push. The baby won't come out the womb. It's still chilling there. So they go home. Then they come back the next day, December 8th. And uh, they come back to the hospital. She's finally ready to have the baby. And, and, and pushes him out. And sees this little ugly thing, right? Um, but they cut the umbilical cord. And, uh, and that was the beginning of my life. Um, so that, that next Sunday, though, that next Sunday, this was in a snowstorm 22 years ago, exactly. Very cool. That next Sunday, they come to, they come to church. Uh, and they've, you know, the, family has, uh, the church family has been there for them that week. They come to service that Sunday. And that, that guy brings that little baby up on the stage. He, he goes, Hasselania! Uh, and that was me as a little baby being held up in front of my family here uh, 22 years ago. And that's a really, really special memory that I don't have, but they have. Um, and fun fact for you guys, 
Most people tell me they should have hired me to be Simba because of that singing I can do. Just kidding. Nobody's ever said that. Um, but I was like that little baby, the church baby. I was the first baby born in the Blue Ridge Church of Christ. My parents uh, were the first couple here uh, in Charlottesville. And, uh, and we're on that first mission team that, that planned this church. Um, and, and that family that I grew up with, we moved about nine years ago. But that family I grew up with, that was my family. Not just my mom and dad, but my family here in this building it wasn't just a building. It was, it was a family that we, we met in each other's homes. And I didn't always love that. But as I, as I got pulled in and nurtured and, and babysat and, and spanked and all these other things <laughs> by my family, it, it made me the person I am today. And, and I've had the opportunity because of you guys um, to come back here, you know, three and a half years ago and, and go to school at UVA. And so now I'm, I'm going to be be sent out, right? I'm, I'm, I'm leaving my family. And I think that's the hardest part of this transition for me is I'm leaving my family, my home, which is, is here with you guys. Um, but what, what's enabled me to be able to do this, uh, that's given me the little glimmer of faith that, that I can go, is, is what you guys have instilled in, with, in, in me and, and trained me. And, and I look at this and I see Paul, and, and you guys serve as both the Paul who's trained and inspired me and taught me, but also the family who's, who's uh, nurtured me who's uh, fed me, who's welcomed me in their home, who's held me in their home, held me in their arms when I need it. And as I think about Paul, what inspired Timothy to go was Paul and his life. He says, you, have ever, you however, know all about my teachings and my way of life. I know how I live a godly life, at least somewhat, because of you guys in your lives that I've been able to see over the last 22 years. And so... I think there's five. Let me count really quick. There's a few things that, that I uh, desire to imitate in you guys that I've seen and that inspire me. And those are one, your purpose, your faith, your patience, your love, and your endurance. I was right. It's five. All right. Um, and so the first one is, is your purpose. And I think about what is a purpose? And it, it's the reason that something exists, right? And so I think about a flashlight. What's a flashlight good for? It's getting lit, right? A flashlight is good for getting lit. That thing has to light up its surroundings, otherwise it's useless. Uh, you would never use a flashlight with no batteries um, because it's, it's, you wouldn't take that anywhere. You wouldn't use it. It's useless. Um, I think about the community here, and you guys have a purpose that it's, that's lit. It lights up. That as Christians, your purpose is to be with God in heaven for eternity but your, your short-term purpose is to, to light the world, right? To be lights to the world as Jesus was and has allowed you to be. And when I think about that, somebody who really understands their purpose is Tom Gaines. Tom Gaines, I've seen him and known him since I was five years old. He's, he's the reason that I'm a Patriots fan, just so you guys know. Um, my first Super Bowl was in his living room while we were eating chili. Because in this community, we have a chili cook-off party every Super Bowl. Um, and Tom Gaines is someone who never forgets his purpose. Yeah. That There's a light, a fire inside of him. And you don't have to think, man, does that guy read his Bible? You know he does because he talks about it all the time. Yeah. That's amazing. I've seen him bring 16-year-olds to church. And I've seen him bring 60-year-olds to church. Yeah. Like 1-6 and 6-0. That's his span of, of influence. He's a man... 
who if there's one thing he understands and is resolved to know, it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. That he understands his purpose. That Jesus has lit this purpose in his life that he's going to tell everybody and be a light to the world. Right? And, and I've seen that in all of you guys. The friends, the family that you bring out to church. The, the ways you guys impact the community and give to the community. The ways you guys are involved in your kids' schools. The way you guys are involved in your kids' friends' lives. Like all, all these different ways. Your neighbors. You guys are lights to the world and I've seen that. I've seen that. That's, that's stoked the fire inside of me. That's helped me understand my purpose. That my purpose here is not just to get baptized or, or whatever, accept Jesus as my Lord and then wait until I die one day and then oh, I get to be with God. Great. Woohoo. What about everyone else? What about all the other snowflakes in this world? Right? What about all the other snowflakes? But snowflakes are innately frozen and dead. Right? They're not alive. They're frozen. Right? And, and, and that's what we are. We're snowflakes, and there's lots of other snowflakes out there. We need somebody to light us up, all right? And I've, I've seen that purpose in you guys. The second one, let me go back to the scripture, is faith. When I think about faith, how I define faith is, uh, is in two, two ways, two words. There's two types of faith. I think there's one faith that stands, and there's one faith that walks, right? And the faith that stands is when you're so filled with conviction an understanding of the truth, you cannot waver. That no matter what happens, what's in front of you, what you see or what you do not see, you do not waver. Right? And I see that, that conver- the conviction, that faith that does not waver, that stands firm in you guys. I think of people like the Pearsons. I think of people like Kim Bassett. People who have, have deep faith who, when things are hard in Charlottesville, when they're lonely when they can get better jobs that pay much higher and can be more comfortable in other places, when they can go be a a part of a different community that's a lot bigger and easier, they choose to not leave, but they stand firm. These people who, no matter what's going on in their life, whatever the challenges are, whatever they're feeling, they're not wavered by their feelings, but they've stood firm in their faith. That's amazing to me. Being able to see that front row, see that faith where they stand firm and they don't leave. They don't walk away. Seeing each of you guys in the hardships I've seen you guys go through. You guys haven't walked away. You guys haven't just left this building. They haven't left this community because it's not about the building. But this community, this family, you haven't just left. You haven't just distanced yourself. But if you stood firm and stood through the fire. And you guys have come out the other side. And some of you guys are, are in the process of coming out the other side. And that, that stokes the faith in me that I can stand firm. That when I'm lonely, I don't have to, to run away. I don't have to hide. That I can be part of the family. I can stick through the fire that God's going to pull me through. Yeah. God's rescued me before. Right? He's, I've seen him rescue you guys before. I know he's going to deliver. I know he can rescue me too. The other type of faith is, is, is a faith that walks. I think of uh, those of you guys who have uh, other, well, I think of people who have left here to go serve. I think of this, we've had so many transitions in this church. I'm stuttering a little bit, sorry. So many transitions though. And you guys, one of you guys have stood firm through the transitions. But one, how many leaders has this church produced and sent out all over the world? Do we have leaders from here in England, Australia, all over Virginia, Ohio, like all over the place. I could go on and on. That you guys, you guys have created that. You guys have stood the test and had such a faith that sends people out. That you guys don't just take, 
but you give. That's amazing. The other, other faith that walks is, is people like the Ristons yeah. who, who have gone and planted churches, been on church plantings. You guys have created a faith and still a faith in one another and cultivated a faith in one another. That's faith enough for them to get up and leave everything they know to just go serve God in somewhere where they do not know and say, here am I, send me. That's amazing. I see the, the, the faith of the grubs who felt that call to come here. And they didn't come here to take, but they're coming here to give, give, give. They're having a party for me at their house today. They're having the entire campus ministry over. Like 25 plus people who all eat a lot and are feeding them all. And that's not the one-time thing. Like Couples that have come here and walked by faith to come somewhere that's not comfortable, that they do not know that's a smaller church, to give and serve God. When I see that, I'm like, man, I can do that. I can do that. You guys can do that. Uh, the, the next thing is patience, right? And so when I think of patience, I, there's, there's one scripture that comes to mind. It's Galatians 6, 9. And it says, do not grow weary in doing good, right? I don't even need to, to say the rest of it. I think that's, that's the part. When I think of patience, I think of people who do not grow weary in doing good, right? Uh, Rashawn and Devonda Smith, back before they were married, I was a little kid. I was 11 years old. And my parents really wanted me to love God. And I just wasn't loving God that much. And Rashawn took it out of his, his time to come over to my house and just hang out with me and try to read the Bible with me. From infancy, trying to show me the Holy Scriptures, even when I refused to. There was a time when he wanted to have a Bible study with me. So he comes, my parents uh, have him over. He comes and wants to, you know, we're hanging out, we play basketball. Then we go to my basement. And uh, he wanted to have this Bible study, but I invited my friends over right then because I knew that we were going to have a Bible study. So I was like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Um, so I invited my, two of my friends over, Chavon and Taylor, and they came over. And then he did like a little Bible lesson for us. It's probably like, I don't know, not very long because we were not engaged. Um, anyways, praise God for Rashawn. The man has patience. It's, it's, it's people like that, people like Phil Booker, who took me as a little kid just to hang out with me while, and, and to spend time with me while he went to UVA and threw a football at random college guys to try to invite them to church and show them the gospel. Right? When, as a little kid, I had no interest in, in church at all, uh, but I got to see that and see a faith and a patience with him that he could take me along and be annoying and, 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 and walk with me as he's trying to, to, to love people. I got to see that he was patient with me. Rashawn was patient with me. People like Monica and Landon and Sarah and everybody from the youth and family, you guys think that every moment doesn't matter, but it does. It's cool because it's going to be Caleb Fix up here 10 years from now preaching to you guys. It's going to be Jaden. It's going to be those guys over there doing the same thing, getting sent somewhere to serve God by the faith and the patience that you guys have, have kept instilling in them, that kept raising in them. And having given up on them. You did not grow weary in doing good. But at the proper time, God will reap the harvest. You guys don't need to give up. Keep being patient. God's going to reap the harvest. And, and people like Rashawn know that. They, they didn't give up. You guys haven't given up. Don't give up. The next thing is love. And when I think of uh, love... Um, I think of laying down your life. And, and to me, that's the definition of love is laying down your life. And I feel like I don't need to harp on this too much. 
Because it's so evident here. It's so evident in the community here that you guys love one another. I think of people like the Taylors who had the whole campus over for an entire weekend feeding us over and over again, allowing us to camp out uh, both in their house and on their property, um, playing paintball with us, all these cool things. They, they, just, they just lay down their lives. They just take a moment in their life to, to lay down their own lives and to serve us, to love us and encourage us. I think of all the families who have had all everyone else, everybody here has been to someone's house for a meal. And it's probably not infrequent. That's amazing. That's the kind of community we have. That's the kind of community that I've seen. That's amazing. Like that's, I've seen a family built and be able to be a part of a family that I want to take somewhere else. That I want to help build somewhere else. Because I've seen it here. Because I've seen the love that's unconditional that you guys have for one another. That we get in fights, we get in arguments, whatever. But we love each other. We're going to reconcile it. And we're going to hug. That's amazing. I think of uh, the Smiths, Julie and Emily, who... My first year, I was super sick in college, living in dorms. My entire dorm got sick. It was disgusting. And they brought me a ton of soup that they made, handmade. It wasn't cans. Like, brought me jars of soup. That was, I was so encouraged. I didn't even finish it all, but I felt so loved. Um, I could go on and on, but all the people here who have people into their homes, I just see the love that you guys lay down your lives for one another. And it doesn't end. It's unconditional. That's amazing. I've seen that. I want to embody that. I think of people like Leah. I'm going to just keep going. People like Leah, who, who you never come in contact with her and don't feel loved. You never don't get a huge hug. She does, never doesn't ask you how you're doing. And just want to encourage you and, and throw amazing words at you that make you feel good. Because she loves you. Right? And that, that's all of you guys. You guys love like that. Um, and the, the next one is faith. I already said faith. Patience, love. The last one. Endurance. And so... That's what I want you guys to remember. Endurance is eternal. That's the definition of endurance. Is it's eternal. Endurance means you finish the race. Because there's no point starting a race if you're going to quit. If you're not going to finish. Right? There's no point starting. You've, you've failed. Right? And that, that's just the truth. You, you've failed if you don't finish the race. Right? So in, endurance is eternal. When I think of endurance, I think of Velma. Velma Allen. I don't know if many of you guys don't necessarily know her, but she was like a grandmother to me. Growing up, uh, my parents knew her very well. She was our sister in Christ, and she's finished the race. Um, I had the opportunity to speak at at her funeral because she was my family. Um, And that woman had us over every Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning, have us into her home, and she had almost nothing. Had almost nothing. But she would have us over, and whatever little she had, she would give us. Whether it was like these beautiful little strawberry candies that I loved, or some like stew or something that I wasn't as much of a fan of. Um, she would have us over in love. And that woman was the most loving, encouraging, and serving soul you'll ever meet. She did that everything. She never said a bad word about anybody. She brought her, her daughters to faith. Their daughters had been through... A lot of hard stuff. And, and, and some of them were so bitter and treated her horribly. And she never, ever retaliated. Wow. Never said a bad word about anybody. And she finished the race. She finished the race strong. Running full stride. I think of people who are still in this room. I think of Sharon Fix. Of someone who's endured the fight. Who's been through hell and back. And, and has never slowed down. 
has kept running the whole time. The Sharon Fixins inspires the heck out of me. She's my second mother here. And that woman has not stopped serving this church since she got here. And I know for sure that she's going to finish the race. I know that people like Sharon, they don't stop giving their heart. They don't stop loving God. I see this fire inside them that doesn't end. That you cannot quench. They they have to finish the race because you, you can't quench them. They love God so much and they're so sure of that. Endurance is eternal, guys. And, and every decision that you guys make, every time you've chose to remember the Lord and how he's rescued you, somebody sees it. There's me seeing it for the last 22 years. Either here or, or from far away. These kids, these teens, every decision you guys make, they see it. The youngest members, the, the newest members in this room, the people who are visiting for the first time, they see you guys' faith, your perseverance, your endurance, your patience, your love, your faith. They see it. And if they stick around, they'll see the ways you guys suffer, but how you guys don't give up. Yeah. What inspired Timothy about this, that he was able to go lead churches, he was able to go plant churches, that he was able to lead God's people. Because he saw Paul and everything Paul had been through. And yet Paul never gave up. And what does Paul say? He says, the Lord rescued me always. Every time, the Lord rescued me. As we close out, I want you guys to stand and just remember how the Lord has rescued you. That's That's what Paul remembered. Was that the Lord had rescued him and he could do anything. He was unstoppable, unconquerable. And my family here, you guys, each one of you guys is unstoppable and unconquerable when you remember the Lord. And, and, and Paul remembered how, how God had rescued him. There's was, there was this fire that, that Paul, he, he realized he was the worst of sinners. He was a snowflake just like each of us. He was frozen and dead. But he came in contact with Jesus. And that flame of Jesus, this beautiful pillar of fire that God is, that lit Paul up. That lit him up. That turned him from a snowflake. It melted him in into this water, uh, 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 this living water that brings life and an abundance of life. And if you guys have ever dropped water on snow, what does it do? It melts the other snow, especially if it's hot water that's been heated up by a flame like Jesus Christ. It, it melts the snow around it, right? That Paul melted Timothy. Timothy melted the dead snow of so many other people, so many other souls, and was able to, to, to bring this fire to rage all around him. That's what God has done for you guys. He's lit this spark in your hearts that's melted those around you and, and, and increased the size of the community. It's changed the lives of the community. The community of Charlottesville, but our family here. It's changed my life. It's, it's lit this spark inside my heart and grown it and grown it into a flame and nurtured it. It's like if you ever build a fire, you have to start with a little stuff and nurture it. You guys have done that for me. You guys have done that with that fire. And... The result of that, I promise you, is going to be greater than, sadly, the, the, um, 
the, the forest fires in California right now. They're sweeping across the state. That this little spark, as you guys choose to remember the Lord and how he's rescued you, I promise you, God will deliver the harvest and you guys will light the fire in so many others' hearts. You guys will keep the flame lit in so many others' hearts. Guys, do not forget your purpose. Do not forget how God has rescued you. And guys, as, as I leave, I can promise you guys that, that the fire's not going to go out in my heart that you guys have set and you guys have nurtured. I love you guys. I'm so grateful. Uh, to God be the glory. Amen. Go ahead and stand up. We're going to close out with one final song.